When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Rat Cell Review. As you can tell, I am not ready for anything. <laughs> the screen's all messed up. I'm a little out of sorts tonight because we had a guest on tonight, but I'm uh, have to uh, change plans when he's going to come on. Maybe next, maybe another one. I don't know. But anyway, so it's a mystery. It's a mystery. So tonight's just going to be a show of I don't know what. How's everybody doing? Good. And I mean, you know. Pretty good. How's the weather over there, Greg? Really, really frigid. We should have have you go outside. Nah, fuck that. I'm good on outside. Uh, (laughs) With shorts on. And uh, no shirt and shorts. No shoes either. Uh, It's... It's tough to even stand out there for a couple minutes. Can't handle. Oh, now he's going dark. Can't handle below fifty degrees. He can't. Say he froze. He froze. <laughs> His connection froze. It's so cold. It's so cold that he he froze. There he goes. Yeah, there he goes. Oh, he, yeah. he thawed out because he started smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so there's a lot of kiss news in the uh, a lot of kiss, kiss news in the in the, in the in the news today. Oh yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Ace Frehley's response to uh, Gene. Yeah, that's the first one I was going to go to. Ace Frehley blast Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley for reunion comments. Now oh, the good. Uh, I'm trying to find out where you see. Um, uh, oh. He also he also groped his wife, supposedly, allegedly. Oh, who's that? Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Her, uh, Ace's wife. Ace Field, Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Ace says, uh, "Gene, your memory memory is really incorrect." I, I guess they're talking about how uh, uh, Ace and Peter were fired like three times because of uh, you know not being able to you know to pull their own weight. I guess. Anyway, he goes, yeah. you're really incorrect. I was never fired from KISS. I quit twice, not three times, of my own free will because you and Paul are control freaks, untrustworthy, and were too difficult to work with. I find that kind of hard to believe. <laughs> Sounds like the truth. <laughs> Your slanderous remarks about my bad habits over the years have, has cost me millions of dollars, and now that I'm over 12 years sober... Still saying I can't be trusted to play a whole night's show. Well, that's exactly what I've been doing for the last 12 years with different configurations of the Ace Braley band. To you and Paul's dismay. 
I'm also the most successful solo artist to come out of the original Kiss lineup. Yeah, I guess he is. I'm proud of it. Me and Paul have tried to derail my solo career multiple times over the years, unsuccessfully. And he's tried to be nice and friendly, which is weird because they didn't um, didn't Paul Stanley like join uh, Ace up on stage not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just saw um, when Gene Simmons was doing his little vault tour thing, he had Ace with him, and I saw that, and Ace really seemed like the main draw of it. <laughs> Everybody talks about Ace, you know. Yeah. Well. I it's true that he added Ace to it. The reason he did that is because he couldn't sell tickets when it was just him on his own. Yeah. Or sell enough of them. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I've heard his solo records. I wouldn't go to a Gene Simmons concert. <laughs> oh, no, it is solo down with crap. Really. But it's funny that uh, Ace stole Gene Simmons' backing band, though. Yeah. Yeah, like last month or something like that. Part is, uh, really? Yeah, he fired his band and then he got uh, Gene Simmons' band. Nice. So, yeah, so now they're having a, a fight because I guess now they're not going to they're not going to invite Ace to come out and play on the farewell tour. I guess Ace wants to come out and play. He said they could, he can play like a song or two here and there, but they're not going to trust him for the whole tour. Mm. Which is understandable. You know, he's He's kind of like, you know, reckless a bit, you know? It hasn't been like that in years, though. I can see why he's pissed off. Yeah, he hasn't been. I, I get it, too. But with his track record, you know. Anymore, maybe, maybe it's the Kiss thing. When he's in Kiss, maybe that makes him fall off the wagon, you know? I don't know. I don't know either. Other yeah, kids? no, I, I did read out. Well, I hate Gene Simmons. He's a... He's a fucking piece of shit but um you know his his interview was just him being a pompous ass like usual but i i did read paul's interview and though he said kind of similar things about ace and peter he uh wasn't quite as extreme about it and he also took the time to mention bruce kulik and said bruce was always welcome so that'd be kind of cool to see i think I mean, you know, Bruce was on quite a few albums with him and a few classic songs. You think he'd show up, though? No. I don't think Bruce Kulik wants anything to do with it. <laughs> so it'll never happen. But um, it was funny, though, because towards the end of the interview, uh, the interviewer asked him something like, oh, so really any ex-member of Kiss and Paul's like, oh, yeah, and he named a couple of people. He's like, well, except Vinnie Vincent. <laughs> he just canceled uh, He just canceled his comeback shows. Yeah, I know. And he took put, the promo put the promoters in a real jam. Yeah. Took him a little longer to do it than I thought he it, it would, but he, I knew something like that was coming. He, he's a clown. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, he's on an iconic record you know he was he's a he was a great you know musician and songwriter no doubt but he's a clown sorry you know who does that like who who goes through all that trouble to book these comeback shows and then cancels them especially, you don't do that. especially someone like him you know like yeah. you don't do that i mean happy people that he affect by doing that well he ripped off his fans in the past with that box set he never put out oh yeah he did that didn't he yeah 
especially yeah. when, when this whole yeah. thing was supposed to happen in November, and then he canceled it. And then I think the singer that he was working with at the time he quit too because he just couldn't trust. I guess Vinnie Vincent. Yeah, yeah, he sang on the first Invasion record, Robert Fleischman. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. And he said, yeah, he's just up to his old tricks again. Yeah, he up and left. Dude's got a serious mental problem, I believe. I mean, I've dealt with him before through that message board and some other things I won't get into now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Is he, he, is, he, is he transitioning? <laughs> no. Like, realistically, is he transitioning? From the pictures, it looks like it. It, it does. I don't know what to make of that. Um, and I'm not saying it to make fun of him. Right. You know, to make fun of him. I'm just saying it just, that's what it looks like. It does. I, ne I never heard anything like that, but he's always had a thing for wearing women's clothes and makeup and shit. And pink. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that's, that's the thing about... There he goes again. And he's frozen. Let it go, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> there's a, there's actually a metal version of, of that out there. Did you there see really? it? Really? No. Yeah, let it go. That's nice. Let it go. Let it go. This is an A. Uh, you guys are frozen. You froze. What did you say, Ray? Uh, I said this is a pain in the ass. <laughs> it is. Tonight's show won't be very long. <laughs> uh, you guys keep freezing. I don't. Uh, no, actually, you're good. freezing. I got my heater right here. I'm good. Yeah. I got my hat on. <laughs> cool. Well, aren't you just the classy prostitute? <laughs> uh, yep, that's me. I got my long johns on. I'm good. It's just my uh, internet connection sucks. Your internet needs some. Your internet connection needs some uh, insulation. Yeah. Well, it's it's free Wi-Fi because the regular cable and internet is out. Because of the uh, cold, I guess. Yeah. Hey, we wow. had like a, uh, a little, they call it a snow squall. It came through for like maybe 10, 15 minutes. I, I saw it happening and I, I ran out real quick. And uh, of course, just as I was getting to where I was going, you couldn't see like a, a foot in front of you. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. But then as soon as I got past that little section, it was, it was gone and over with. It was very weird. That is strange. But uh, anyway, back to some news. Uh, ACDC, Brian Johnson apparently confirms new ACDC album, and he is sick of denying it. So, yeah. Brian Johnson's back. Phil Rudd's back. Oh, is Phil Rudd back in the band? Really? Cool. Phil Rudd is back. Yep. Didn't he, didn't he uh, try to kill somebody or something? Hire somebody to kill somebody? Yeah, he tried to hire somebody. He was accused of doing it? Yeah, accused and allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you're accused of doing it and saying you didn't do it. Why would they just pop up with his name, you know? Kind of weird. Yeah, right. Yeah. No. Uh... <laughs> hey, hey, he got. Uh, he's out, so all's good, I guess. Ooh. Somebody else is out too, out of jail. Bobby Liebling from uh, Pentagram. Out of jail. Out of jail for threatening his mother. <laughs> it's probably an 80-year-old woman he's threatened his mother. Unbelievable. That he probably still lives with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In her basement. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, 
says, although it was public, publicly not disclosed, the victim was believed to be Liebling's mother, who was 87 years of age at the time of Bobby Gillespie. How do you yeah. seven-year-old mother? He's a mess. That's crazy. Did you guys ever watch that documentary, uh, Last Days Here? No. No, I never have seen it. You got to watch a very good documentary. Very good. It's, it's sad because you can see how they could have really been a, a pretty, maybe a big band at the time. But since they like mm. really, they really fucked up because they were having, um, I think it's, it was them. Um, I think Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons was coming to his house to, you know, to see how the band was and all that. And then some people didn't show up. Or am I getting that mixed up with another band? I could be getting mixed up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, he could have been a, a you know, a pretty decent uh, band there for a long time. But he screwed that up real bad. Because his stuff's yeah. pretty good. I like his stuff. Yeah, I like Pentagram. Uh, he's pretty consistently been a fuck up, though. Much like Vinnie Vincent. Yeah. Oh. They should start a band together. <laughs> Call it the fuck ups. The fuck ups. Yeah, the name of the album would just be Procrastination and it would never come out. <laughs> it would be a good drummer for that band. Yeah. Who, who's the drummer that's like really fucked? Oh, the guy from Journey. The drummer from Journey. No idea. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have no idea. The no, I. The one I convicted of uh, child porn. Journey? Yeah. You didn't hear about that? No. That was a long time ago. Not that long ago, but Journey drummer. Yep. Uh, it was chop one. I could be making false accusations here. Uh, yeah, right here. Let's see. Oh, oh, wrong band. I don't know. I'm not gonna sit here look for it though. <laughs> The former journey, uh, yeah, Dean Castrovano. Castro, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah he was a, uh, uh, well, not really a session drummer, but you'd always see him on live tours for different bands because he played with Blue Oyster Cult for a little while, too. Price favorite band. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh boy! <laughs> we'll, we'll convert him one day. Now, yeah, right? Yes, we will. Okay, we will. You say so. We'll get you. All right. So, do you want to do uh, uh, album versus album? Yeah. Well, uh, what was it? Screaming for vengeance and painkiller. We'll do screaming for vengeance and painkiller. Sure. I don't have any graphics for this one because uh, this was last-minute decision. Uh, all my stuff's in my room. <laughs> my stuff's behind me, but I'm not getting it. <coughs> all right, go. What What are we starting with? Painkiller? Sure. Uh, if we're going to start with painkiller, you better go. <laughs> Why? 
dude. I haven't. Uh, I don't remember that much of that record. Right, Painkiller. That, that was the first album with uh, the drum, the new drummer Scott, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember that Scott Travis from Racer X. Yeah, he was a great addition, and he actually uh, really, uh, you know, beefing the sound by, uh, you know, being included. Um, uh, you know, in the band. I mean, it just mm-hmm. sounded, sounded much more powerful in the band, without a doubt. Yep. And then they wanted to sound like uh, Pantera a little bit, too. Hmm. You don't think so? Yeah, I don't know. But definitely heavier, definitely heavier, without a doubt. Definitely heavier priest. This yeah. is not like the typical 80s uh, hair metal no. sound priest. No. I mean, Pink, the, the title track is... Definitely will have to be a song, you know, like they'll they'll have to play for as long as as long as they're playing. Mm-hmm. You know, have to be definitely included in their set. It's one of those, you know, like just it's an iconic metal song. Iconic song, yeah. 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 Um I t- a, a touch of evil's a little lady still. Like I said, I'm not well, like I was saying here earlier, Wayne, I've never been crazy about that one. I love that song. What about uh, Nightcrawler? Um, I don't remember how Nightcrawler goes. I should have listened to this damn album. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, Between the Hammer and the Anvil is an awesome song. It's got a good solo in it and all that. I remember that one. One Shot of Glory is pretty driving, too. Um. Hell Patrol, Hell Patrol is actually a really good song. That one, you know, it still retains their 80s catchiness a little bit, but fits in with Painkiller. Yeah. A lot of that is because of Scott Travis, though. He's just such a uh, livelier, more interesting drummer than Dave Holland ever was. Think about it. I don't really think uh, Dave Holland played on most of the albums, especially like the later ones. It, it all sounds electronic. Oh. You know? Yeah. So I think most of it's like a drum machine. Yeah. Well, I would assume all of Ram It Down is. Yeah, that has to be. Yeah. You can tell a huge difference when Scott Travis started playing because you, you know somebody's actually playing the drums. Oh, yeah. I mean, that album just bursts out. Sounds great. About the only thing I didn't really like about the sound is Halford gets a little uh, too screechy on this one. Yeah. Ball Guns Blazing, that's a good song. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good song, too. I'm I'm not crazy about too many songs. I mean, it's a good album. It's definitely a good album, but, uh, you know... I just don't think it has any. It's it doesn't even come close to screaming for vengeance as far no, as not at all. how much content is on that record. It's just it's it's epic. It's, yeah, screaming is it's a record. And not only that one, the, the one right after that, Defenders of the Faith. That one too. That one was amazing. Uh, you didn't like that one? It's uh, so many awesome songs on that. About half of that record's really good, and then the rest of it's just. Boring, average heavy metal songs. Sorry for the uh, the tangent. I know we're not talking about that one. That's so okay. Stay, we'll stay focused. I disagree with you, but we'll stay focused. Screaming for vengeance. The thing so that really about, before we get to that one, the thing that really bothers me about Painkiller is uh, 
pronouncing, uh, I can't even pronounce his last name, but Chris Tens, uh, Sanger, uh, you know who I'm talking about, the, the producer, Chris Sangerides, is that how you say his name? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But every time I see his name on an album, I just, I don't want to listen to it almost. Yeah. Because I know it's not going to be, it's going to be okay, but it's not going to be their best album. He did. He did. Um, he did Thin Lizzy's. Um, uh, what the hell is it? What's the the? Is it the last album? No, Thunder and Lightning. That's yeah. Not, that's not really a great album. It's okay. It's got some good songs. He did uh, Halloween's uh, Pink Bubbles Go Ape, and that's what killed them. That album really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he he uh, really only manages to show up on like uh, the watering down of bands. Yeah. And he did a lot of, of Anvil albums, and I know Anvil like really praised him, and um, they wanted him to produce like that that one album that they had before they did the movie. Um, yeah, this is thirteen, but yeah. you know you're you're also talking about Anvil. Anvil's cool, okay. I didn't really know Anvil sucks. No, they were cool. When I saw that documentary, it made me get into them. Now we're getting really off topic, but. Uh, yeah, they've got like two good albums and that's it. They're just not that good of a band. I love Lips. He's a great guy. Great enthusiasm, you know, but they're just not a good band. They could use a better songwriter, you know, especially lyrics, but Lips is an awesome guitarist. And and, and uh, what's it? Rob Reiner is like one of, one of my favorite drummers ever since I, I watched that movie and I found out more about that band. That guy is just freaking amazing. He he reminds me kind of like Gar Samuelson from uh, Megadeth. He's kind of got mm. that jazz and that metal, really heavy metal, uh, you know, playing. He like blends it together. And he would sound awesome in Megadeth if they got him in Megadeth. It'd be like old school Megadeth. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know really. <laughs> you gotta know. You gotta you gotta listen to more more Anvil. I'm good. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> you don't like Anvil either, uh, Troy? Nope. Oh, they're coming on next week. Anyway, uh, Scream. Oh, really? No. Perfect. <laughs> I'm perfect. I'm kidding. And there you are. Screaming for Vengeance, the Ooh. best Judas Priest album. Oh, easily. Um, I mean, like, I, it's, a, it's a fucking, it goes all the way to 11, man. I mean, it's just a perfect record. Every song on it is good. Well, it goes to 12, 12 songs. What's that? It goes up to 12. There's 12 songs on it. There's 12? I thought there was 10. Nah, there was only 10 on the original album. I have the original cut. There's 12. Yeah. Well, you're looking at the remaster. Oh, I, whoops, sorry. Excuse me. Yep, 10 songs. I'm an idiot. What else is new? Yep, but I mean, yeah, just the way this starts out with uh, the Hellion and going into Electric Eye, I mean, that that is heavy metal. <laughs> yes, it is. And then Riding on the Wind, great song, Bloodstone. Um, Bloodstone, I don't, this is my least favorite song, Bloodstone. Yeah, mine too. Really? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love that song. Why? <laughs> The chorus, because, huh? the chorus, 
it retains a little bit of uh, the poppiness that they used pretty well in the past, you know, especially on like point of entry, and uh, but they still keep it metal. Yeah, it's got a real. I'm surprised you don't at least like the chorus. That's real catchy and memorable. <laughs> well, it's hard to forget <laughs> one word. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I love the riff, and uh, it's got a good. Nah, I can do that. No sound on your show. Oh, that's nice. We have no sound. Awesome. I'm glad I set this all up. The standout tracks to me are Electric Eye. Oh, uh, Whoops. Without a doubt. Electric Eye, Screaming for Vengeance. You've got another thing coming. Fever. Love that song. Yeah. I love it. And Devil's Child. Love Devil's Child. Devil's Child's cool. Great song. Yep. Well, if you just tuned in, I accidentally forgot to hit the uh, the um... record. No, I hit, I hit record, but I had us on mute the whole time because I was playing a video in the beginning of the show, and I didn't want us to talk over it, and I forgot to turn it off. <laughs> nice. So I will have to do the usual of re-uploading the show. Such an idiot. But thanks to my wife, she uh, she watches the show to make sure I don't say anything about her. <laughs> But you actually did. Oh, you could hear it. <laughs> so we got the uh, get sound on. I'll upload this later. So anyway, yeah, I like Troy said. You know, all those songs are awesome. Yeah, I don't dislike a single song on it. Um, I mean, I mean, pain and pleasure. You know, a lot of people aren't crazy about, but I love that song. That's great, too. Um, that's another one that goes back to Sin After Sin a little bit or Killing Machine with the feel of it. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Yeah, and that's why, you know, I mean, I get that Painkiller was a big turning point for them and why people love it, especially with Scott Travis on drums. But, um, Screaming for Vengeance. Also, the title track is one of my favorite songs ever. That song just rips from beginning to end. <coughs> uh, but yeah. Screaming's like the pinnacle of heavy metal. Painkillers and okay comeback, but there's no there's like two songs on there I'd call classic, and that's about it. Well, you need to listen to it again. Yeah, but you know what? These this type of this album, this particular album, I could listen to this album on vinyl because I still have the original, the original first pressing, over and over. Just play it, flip it, play it, flip it, play just over and over. This oh album. yeah, you know. I mean, I couldn't do that with Painkiller. I mean, it, it's a good album, you know. I mean, but this no, album just has yeah. a number of standout standout tracks and. They are permanently in, engraved into my skull forever till I die. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, I remember all of Screaming for Vengeance. <laughs> yeah. You know, enough said. It's a great record. I got, I got one, one of the top of all time. Yeah. I got into them pretty late. I actually didn't get into Priest until Jugulator. Wow. And I was um, that is that is late. I was <laughs> Very late. Fan. Yeah, I know. 
I wasn't even a Ripper fan. I, I liked Painkiller, but I really never, um, when I came out, I was like in, in middle school. So I was just getting into metal at the time. So I didn't really. That, uh, that was the first album of theirs I had on CD. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. And then I, and then I worked yeah. my way backwards. And of course, you know, I like the popper stuff. Screaming for Vengeance was my first Priest album. Really? Oh, well, my first Priest album was I Got Unleashed in the East on vinyl. Uh, <laughs> now, that's another one I could listen to repeatedly, like you yeah. were saying, and just keep oh, flipping yeah. it over. It is good, but I didn't realize how fake that album is. It's just the vocals. I thought there was other stuff that they touched up, too, no? Just vocals? No, nah, just his vocals. Hmm. You want to hear it raw? There's cracks. You want to hear every mistake. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, Stained Class, Hellbent for Leather. They just, they have so many great records, but uh, Ram It Down, I've never cared for. That album is just awful. <laughs> I don't think they liked it either. <laughs> it's a throwaway record. I mean, Halford even sounds bored on that Blood Red Sky song everybody loves. I mean, he still turns in a good performance, but... I just don't know how you can take anything to be an epic, let alone a metal epic, with a drum machine like that. I don't know. That's, I guess that was the yeah. thing to do back then, you know? Yeah, I mean, Blue Oyster Cult did it, but they made an album that was closer to an AOR album. Yeah. I mean, this is still on the, the glamier side of heavy metal, but uh, it just it sounds bad. It sounds horrible. But we're not we're not even talking about that album. But um, we we have nothing. Although that is a good point to lead into how refreshing Painkiller sounded, though, because you had Turbo, which eh, there's a couple good songs on that, and um, I got good memories tied to it because it was one of the first ones I had on cassette. Has one of the best uh, pre-songs on there. Yeah, out in the cold. No. What? The Sentinel. That's Defenders of the Faith, not Turbo. You serious? Yeah. Shit, I'm all again. Yeah. I'm terrible. That is one of their best songs, though. And that's my favorite song off of Defenders of the Faith. Well, that's kind of a toss-up between that and Freewheel Burning. But, uh, yeah, definitely not on Turbo. But it was some of the some of the stuff you pick sometimes though I was honestly expecting you to say something like Turbo Lover or Locked In. I like Turbo Lover. My wife I do is- like Turbo Lover. That's an okay song. Uh, out in the cold. Out in the cold. It's a good song actually. Oh, you know what I was, I was I was I don't know why I was thinking of this when mixed it up with the other song, but uh, Reckless. Oh, Reckless is a good song. I don't know why I was thinking those. Yeah, actually, I like Reckless a lot. Um, <coughs> it's a good ender. Yeah, Turbo Love is a good song, Out in the Cold. Locked In's good, too. Um, There's a lot of good I mean, on that album. No, not a lot. We it's just pretty lot. much named all of them because after that, what? No, they're in Rocky All Around the World. Rocky, uh, Out in the Cold. Uh, Wild Nights, Hot Crazy Days. 
No, I I would rather be I would rather fucking go deaf than listen to that song again, man. That is one of the worst things Judas Priest ever puts a record. That is worse than that. Ram it down. No. That's blasphemy. Uh, ram it down. Yeah, no. <laughs> Wild Nights, Hot and Crazy Days is such a bad song. Let's see. Ram it down. And then, Keep bashing. Ram it down. Let me see. Ram it down. Uh, heavy metal. That's that's uh, probably the only good song on this album. Love Zone. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember that one. Come and get it. Don't remember that one. Hard. Blood Red Skies. Okay, there's two good songs in this. I'm a rocker. No idea. Johnny Be Good. Terrible. Love you to death. I don't even remember the rest of these songs. All right, so two good songs. Yep, terrible album. Terrible album. The last album to feature a longtime drummer, Dave Holland. Replaced. Yep. And the only album that is worse than that album that they happened to put out was uh, Demolition with Ripper. That's true. That's very true. Followed by Nostradamus. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. no. Nostradamus isn't as bad as everybody thinks it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's not. (laughs) Yes, it is. And I had the misfortune of seeing it live. And I really like Judas Priest, and I've seen them live quite a few times. But Nostradamus, no thank you. It's not a typical Priest album when it's not there. I'm, I'm, and they just need to go back and play Stained Class in its entirety. Or Screaming for Vengeance, I'd take either or. I'm guessing Troy don't like it either because he's just keeping quiet. You know when Troy don't like something because he don't open it. <laughs> you know me so well now, huh? I figured you out already. Yep. Yeah. Since we went off uh, off topic of the actual albums anyway, I might as well talk about the one I was talking about originally, Point of Entry. Yeah, as I said, go ahead. I, I, I think it's a cool record. And, um, you know, it's an interesting period in their career because they didn't have any, uh, any songs in the can, any demos, nothing written. So they went on vacation, or, well, not on vacation, but they went to somewhere tropical to record it. I can't remember if it was uh, Spain or the Bahamas now, but I think uh, the record really reflects that uh, relaxed tone. It does, because it's a very slow album. Yeah, and there's uh, some neat experimentation on it, too. Just, I mean, mostly with pop, but it's not as bad as what they would do later on. No, no. Well, like I said earlier, there's, you know, there's, you got Heading Out to the Highway. That's like one of their famous songs. <clears throat> and um, the hell, Solar Angels is good. Desert Plains is good. That's all I can Yeah, say. Turning Circles is great. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. that's got that weird intro. <laughs> I think I it's. I like this one either. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> He's not even listening anymore. He, he checked out. Me? I didn't check out nothing. That's 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, they, record, they recorded it in uh, Ibiza, Spain, is what it was. I had to look it up just because I couldn't remember. But yeah, so you don't like this one either, Troy? 
the fifth. It's okay. It's it, this album is like uh, how old is this album? Uh, what was this album? Thirty-eight years ago. Yeah, nineteen eighty-one. So you can blast it now. It's okay. I'm sure they get over it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, most people do. <laughs> most people don't like this record anywhere nearly as much as I do. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> but that's okay. It is okay. Yeah, you could like, you know, people, everybody's people different. Like, right, everybody's got their own opinion. They can like, they can like. Hey, as long as we can all agree that dual guitar lead and heading out to the highway is one of the best things ever. It is, it is excellent. Yes. It's stellar. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah, that's actually, honestly, I think that's one of the best uh, opening songs they've ever had. You know, for its time period, it's uh, as good of an opener as the Hellion. I don't mean in comparison of the two songs against each yeah. other, but Hellion is it's tough. Yeah, yeah tough. Tough one to top that one, Hellion. Heading yeah, out but I love way. heading out to the highway. That's very radio friendly. Heading out to the highway. It is. Yeah, pretty much the whole record is really. I mean, uh, you you say yes is kooky as shit. I like it because it's catchy, but um, definitely not one of my favorite songs. And they they misstep a few times on here. You. Yeah, all the way. Troubleshooter. Don't care for. But then you got stuff like Turning Circles and Solar Angels and Heading Out to the Highway. Don't Go, I like too. That that and Hot Rockin's good. It Don't Go, is that that one that starts off like really slow, like dump? dump. Yeah. I hate that song. <laughs> as soon as that, that happens, I'm you lost me. Yeah. A lot of people say the same thing. I like it. It's got a different feel to it. It's almost funky. <laughs> and that's all that's important, is that you like it. Yep. Okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So speaking of uh, live albums, do you think them will ever have a live album? Did you ever think about one? Who? Them. Which band? Them. Okay, which one? Yours. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Not my band. Cake that's not my band. <laughs> Uh, them live album, yeah, maybe. I think there's a another concept first. That's what I would think. think. So. Yeah. yeah, possibly. It's gotta be. Well, yeah, of course. But, you know, it could be like a little in between, you know, before the maybe the next one. You never know. Or there could be a third one. To conclude a story, the story, and then they could do that. Yeah, you could do that too. You can do whatever okay. you want. You're a band. Listen, it, it, it's KK. It's KK. K, if KK, you know, I don't know. He might. I don't know. He might just go, kick the bucket after that. Yeah. They might have to get. Uh, they might have to get someone else to fill in the shoes. Maybe bring in. Maybe bring in the heavy guns. Bring in Sean Peck. No, that, that. I love the guns. <laughs> Yeah, the guns. Guns are metal. Guns are metal, no doubt. <laughs> guns and skulls. Yeah. But we'll see. 
What were you saying, Greg? Um, I was going to say, you know, the live album, it's got to start off with that Dead by Dawn. <laughs> I was talking about. A couple of different bands. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. Well, the, the point of it is to integrate it with, you know, the mystique of KK. I think it could be cool. But yeah, or, you know, you could just come around as Cold Steel again. That'd be cool. <laughs> I would thoroughly enjoy that. You know, I, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Um, so back in 2013, when uh, Cold Steel did, you know, 2013 and 2014, uh, some live runs in, in Europe and in the United States. Um, I told the guys that were formed with me because the original band didn't want to, they didn't want to play. So I said, let's write another album. Okay, we're gonna write another. We're gonna write another album. Well, I'm already two albums, or I should say, KK is already two albums into them, and they're still writing it. They're still writing it. And I already know what I would call it, but I can't say. But I know what the album would be called. And then I had another idea that would make even more sense, but it would, it, it would involve more people, and I don't think that that's going to happen. You know what's really tough? When people get, they get caught up in day-to-day, you know, the day-to-day life, it is it's so hard. You know, um, you know, as people get older and, you know, they have you know, responsibilities and whatever the case may be, family, whatever. It's it gets more and more difficult, and when you do something, you you make a commitment to record a record and possibly do some show, you know, do a bunch, string of shows afterwards. That's a big commitment. That's a lot of time to put into that. I mean, you're talking eight to ten song album. That's you're going to put in several hundred hours of oh, yeah. creating it. Uh, prepping it and then recording it, and then you have to pair it to play it live. And it's it's a lot. It's a huge commitment. Mm-hmm. Huge. So we'll find, see. It's hard to find people that commit to you know doing all that. <laughs> Listen, I I used to have uh, well back in the day when I played with Cold Steel, I, I used to you know think about it. Well, we were all in like between two or three different towns, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Well, meaning, so when we have to rehearse, we only have to drive like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes tops, you know, but then over the years, after I didn't play for a long time, and then I started playing, I found a bunch of guys that, you know, just to play cover, you know, cover songs, I found guys in a general uh, locale, or maybe about 10, 15 minutes again. But then when I wanted to really be more serious about it, then it just automatically, the geographic location spread out for about, for me, an hour and a half drive. Yeah. An hour and a half drive one way. Wow. And I was just like, I did that for probably about two years. And then after that, now it's, geographic location is thousands of miles. <laughs> and now you have to jump on a plane to just go meet and rehearse with them. So that's even, now what, what's the next step? I mean, we're going to be on opposite ends of the earth? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's the next step. But I, I, honestly, I don't think I could – I personally could top that. I don't think I would want to top that. Uh, I, you know, like maybe when all said and done, I, I just I just don't do that anymore. No. I'll be cool to just record and 
you know, like just s- stuff that I could do from home. Right. Um, I actually actually started looking into uh, like um, like voiceover stuff, voiceover work. Not now. I'm not talking about now, but like in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I'm too old, too old to to jump around on a stage. You know, maybe some voiceover work would be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of different voices that I could use, so it would be interesting. But we'll see. Again, I like, I, like rec- I like recording. I love recording. It just, you know, like right now it's just been tough. But I'm, you know, I'm right there. I'm almost there. I actually uh, finished today uh, a script. I wrote, I finished because I'm catching up. I'm going down the list. Good job. And so the script for a video for them. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you guys. It's actually it's, uh, supposed to come out on the 30th of April. Okay. And now I, I also, uh, I had to com- communicate with the videographer. They're called visitor, visitor-one.com. And uh, there's one video on there called Godzilla. That's like, like a creative artsy type that's more geared towards what we want. But... Uh, it's very interesting because, I mean, it took me probably two days to write the script. And it, it's, it's, I think it's a really good script. So I'll send it to you, see what you guys think. It's actually two parts. It's actually two parts. It's a, a teaser that's going to come out on the 19th of April that basically gives a little bit about what's going to happen. And then on the 30th, the actual music video. It's going to be for the song, As the Sage Burns. Cool. So it's going to be uh, pretty cool, I think. I think it's going to be, you know. what I, what, I mean, the, the videographer, he read the script. He said, this, this sounds pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see if it's doable. We see, we'll see if, you know, there's a budget to do what, you know, what I wrote down. I think there is. I don't think it's completely, you know, out of line with the budget that was discussed originally. But um, now it's like, okay, here it is. Here's a script, you know. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have another script I have to write too for a graphic novel to get the graphic novelist going too. That's another thing I have to do. So I'm just trying to bang things out. You know, we're getting a really cold weather, banging the things out time, you know, so. No better time but now. Yeah, and then, you know, you have uh, a number of dates, uh, all the pretty much the dates are finalized. It's like three weeks in May and, and then like a week, week and a half in uh, June overseas. Mm. And uh, it's going to be a little tough, <laughs> but whatever it is, what it is. And I'm cool with it. You know, one of, one of the guys uh, sent me a, uh, just a little clip, a little clip of uh, part of a song that he's working on. Just and I listened. It's like thirty seconds. I was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." I have two titles available: title A and title B. He says, "I like title A." Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. It's title A, but not you know not everything works out like that. But it's it's pretty cool. Pretty, I, I like the title, and it's it's going to be pretty cool. But you know, that's sometimes like I'll have titles. Okay. I like the title too. Title A. How inconspicuous. It's called The Thin Veil. <laughs> I just gave you the title. Cool. The Thin I like Veil. It. Yeah, it's actually, uh, it's, well, I don't want to reveal the story. No, don't, yeah. But it's, it's a really, 
it's a it's like a it's like a climatic point before something big happens in the story and and, and the song is really cool like if you listen to that song uh what's that song secret stairs the way it starts on that on that them album Mad at the seven gables that song it has kind of like a feel like that it's really cool i, I like it he's a good writer they're good writers both of them so we'll see we'll see what happens very cool so, maybe i'll have mr nasty face hang out with kk yeah the, the pictures <laughs> <laughs> no, or actually uh Mama Duke over here might, might be in a picture or two. Her eyes all healed, so that'd be pretty oh, cool. Oh, good. Yeah, I gotta write her into the story, too. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. The Beast from the East. But the, uh, the, the, the label's very, um, you know, they, 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 I didn't make those dates up. They said, okay. I asked, I asked, well, look, this is the ideas. This is what, you know, what do you think? Okay. April 19th and April 30th. And I'm like, well, okay, why April 19th? April 19th for the teaser, April 30th for the actual video. Why? Well, it's some kind of, in, in Germany, it's some kind of uh, something to do with witches on that day. I, I don't know. I forgot what he, what he wrote to me, but it's something to do with witches. And because there's a lot of, you know, witchy overtones, you know, I mean, right. it's about, it's about a coven performing a cleansing ceremony, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's very interesting that um, he picked, he chose that day, that, that day. So, but anyway, that's it. April 19th and April 30th. So that's, that's some news that nobody has. <laughs> awesome. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. That's all you so we'll see. Cool. Gives me something to look forward to. <laughs> nah, you guys will see it all before it even goes. Come on. Fringe benefits. Fringe benefits. Oh, yes. All right. So. I guess that's enough uh, stories for now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Till next week. Sorry, tonight was a little mishmash of uh, I don't know what the hell we did, but. Uh... If you missed the beginning of the episode, we were supposed to have a guest on and show up. So we'll see what happens next week or next month, whatever. Until then, what, Greg? I was just going to say buy some Judas Priest if you don't have it already. Okay, yeah. Just buy uh, uh, Screaming for Vengeance and you'll be good. You can never go wrong with Priest. Screaming for Vengeance and Unleashed in the East. You need both of those records. All right. If you say so. You go listen to Tyrant from that album again and then say that. I like the original version. I'm sorry. You like the original version of Tyrant better than the live version. And I actually like the Overkill version of Tyrant too. The cover. Sherrod, you are, sir. I sent you guys the, uh, the script, by the way. It's not your first time being wrong, Wayne. You true. What was that? I said thank you. On that and I told him it probably isn't his first time being wrong, and now I'm going to let him finish the show on that note. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> uh, Not <time. laughs>
I've never seen the sound of music, so. Me neither. I know. Thank you. Night and night. Night, everybody. See you next week. Bye. See ya. I'm very